in hello okay. to everyone hello 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 and this is uh the latest edition of the podcast for the american society of public administration emanating out of florida south florida actually and this is tom Holtz, and i am the host of the podcast and we have a few very interesting people uh, today, of course, our co-hosts, uh, Bill Solomon, who is on our board and has been for more years than we want to count. Say hello, Bill. Hello, Tom, Steve, and hello, Ben. Hello, And we're going to get to who Steve is in a minute. And then we have Benjamin Paley, our third-year law student, who is uh, busy uh, making all of us proud. How are you today, uh, Ben? I'm doing well, Tom. How are you? Good to be here. Good. That's great. And our really special guest today is Stephen Rolandi. Stephen uh, is uh, from the New York area, and that's my old stamping grounds. And Stephen has been very, very gracious in terms of agreeing to be on the podcast with us today. Uh, Steve, how are you today? Very good. Very good. All right. And, I, and thank you for inviting me. Looking forward well, to it. We're very, very pleased to have you. Steve has had a very distinguished career in New York City, uh, having been born in Brooklyn, uh, my environs, and we actually lived just a hop, skip, and a jump from each other. Uh, but we never really, we never really met, actually. And back in 1999, when I was working uh in uh when i was working with new york state actually and i was going to uh i was taking some courses at new york institute of technology mm -hmm. i actually presented a paper at uh, the new york chapter of uh aspa at the time uh and uh Stephen was heading that and uh here it is uh 20 some odd years later and uh we run into each other again Stephen has been mm -hmm. a major force in uh, ASPA, uh, working very, very hard. Uh, but I'm going to let him tell you about that. I'm going to I'm going to start this off, Stephen. Um, how did you first get involved in public administration? Uh, what 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 drew you to that, and what okay. were your motivations? Go ahead. That was a good, very good question. Very good question. Um, I was thinking about this because. Um, I'm working with a group, believe it or not, next spring will be my 50th high school reunion from, wow, uh, wow 50 years. I can't believe it, but it's true. So I was thinking back, how did I get involved with this? And I did not take a direct route into public administration. I sort of did like a zigzag and I'll explain that. But um, when I was in high school, I took a very active interest in things relating to civics, history, government. I remember my parents letting me stay up late every election night, you know, watching presidential elections. Um, when I was in high school, I took every single history and social studies course in the curriculum. And those of you familiar with high school curriculum, that includes advanced placement courses you would take normally in college. Mm -hmm. um, I was president of student organizations, student government. I was a cub reporter for the student paper. And when senior year rolled around, the guidance counselor would sit down with each of us and say, okay, what do you want to be when you grow up? I wanted to be a high school history teacher. 
And at that time, the job market looked horrible. So the guidance counselor said, you know, young man, you have good grades, top grades. You should consider law school when you finish college. So I start college at New York University, my alma mater. I was president of the pre-law club and a few other things. And lo and behold, I got into law school on a scholarship in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Law School, which was actually part of St. Lawrence University at one time. And looking back, I really wasn't ready for the experience. I know Bill's an attorney. Benjamin is almost an attorney. So let's just say after a year, uh, just things didn't work out. So now I was at a crisis point. And I will talk about leadership because a lot of famous and successful leaders in public administration and elsewhere failed in their very first attempt at anything. <laughs> so I had a year of introspection. I was working in a law firm's accounting department. Um, and I started really thinking seriously and several people talked to me and said, you really ought to think about public administration, just given your active interest in politics and civics and government. So that's what launched it. So that year, I applied to several graduate programs in public administration. Um, and it came down to either going to Washington, D.C. at GW or back to NYU, which gave me a very nice financial package. And that following fall, I started on the MPA program. And I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, in between my first and second year, I was selected as a management intern for the Department of Housing and Urban Development. So that was my foray into federal government. I love that. So returning now for the second year, final years, now start looking for a job. Uh, not to date myself, but Jimmy Carter was president. There was a hiring freeze. The mid-level register was closed. So I had to look elsewhere. And the long and the short of it is the city of New York hired me as a junior budget analyst with the mayor's office of management and budget. You mentioned my New York City roots. So the mayor then was Ed Koch. Sure. Uh, so um, that launched my career as a junior, as a junior financial planner. Um, I did get the law school itch again. Uh, and I actually applied to a few other schools and actually got into a school in Connecticut. They accepted me. But my career was going well. I got into ASPA. The New York chapter elected me to their board. I later became their treasurer. And then after more soul searching, I decided this is not what I want to do. So um, my career track was this. I was at the Office of Management and Budget for four years, OMB. I got to learn a lot about construction and the building industry because I, I had oversight of the buildings department. And then uh, what am I going to do next? So I answered an ad in the newspaper one day. That's how you used to look for jobs. And <laughs> there was an ad. There was an ad for a budget director, the first budget director for a not-for-profit ex international student exchange organization, AFS International. You may know it as the American Field Service. I was their first budget director, and it was my first managerial position. So uh, I made a lot of mistakes the first year as a supervisor. Learned from them. I had some really good. Uh, bosses I worked for. I did that for three years. And then I went back into city government and I became the uh, deputy CFO and budget director for the New York City Planning Commission. And this is the agency that regulates land use and development. And I was there for a grand total of 15 years. Uh, and I held a series of positions, budget director, acting chief financial officer, and my ASPA career took off also. Uh, the New York chapter saw fit not only to put me on the board, but they successively elected me treasurer, vice president, acting president, 
And then I was the deputy chair for a regional conference in New York, which was successful. And then the next thing I know, I was elected to the National Council. And I think Bill and I probably served concurrently at that time. Uh, I went on to serve, that was the first of four terms on ASPA's National Council. I was chapter president three times. You never know, they might draft me again. You never know. The phone may ring one day. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so uh, that was going well. In the meantime, I got active in other things. I was president of my alumni association. And in 2001, after 9-11, we elected a new mayor, Michael Bloomberg, Mayor yep. Bloomberg. Yep. And I then found myself appointed deputy commissioner, chief operating officer for the New York City Department of Records. Um, it's archives, uh, build, um, records management, good stuff. Um, then right after that, I got married, and then my career took another turn. Um, I became an administrator at Baruch College. So now my career went from government, nonprofit, to higher education administration. Did that a few years, and then um, academia beckoned me. I became an adjunct professor at John Jay College while I was job hunting. In, in 2008, Governor Patterson, because the Spitzer administration had imploded, uh, appoint, was appointed a new commissioner at the New York State Division of Human Rights, which is the oldest civil, state level civil rights agency in the nation. And I became the deputy commissioner for finance, administration and computer operations. Please don't ask me to solve a computer problem. If you have one, I will give you the name of a technician. My wife teases me all the time that when the computer, we have our home office here, when our PCs break down, she says, you overlooked the IT. Oversaw right to you fix it. Uh, you're a party anyway. pooper, Steve. You're a party pooper. I was going to do that. Now I can't. Now I got to shut my <laughs> mouth and let you talk. Well, anyway, uh, the agency, ironically, uh, is headed up by attorneys, uh, noted civil rights attorneys. Their expertise is administrative law, civil liberties. So my areas were finance, administration, facilities, uh, training, uh, regulatory compliance. And I'm glad to say I was able to launch the first student internship programs not for law students, but for public administration students. And the programs exist uh, to this day. Uh, we started at John Jay College and then Pace University and then other schools. So in um, 2013, um, a full-time a full substitute faculty position opened up at John Jay. I went for it. And two years after that, I officially retired. That's 2015. I'm still going strong because John Jay hired me back so did Pace University. So, and then I just picked up more volunteer things. Uh, my wife and I are um, active lay ministers in our church. I became president of our co-op here in um, Southern Westchester, or what some of you might refer to as downstate New York. And I continued <laughs> my ASPR activities. Um, the New York chapter has drafted me back to be its president two years ago when things sort of got a little uh, shaky. Um, I ran for the presidency of National ASPA, almost one, and now I'm uh, doing a whole bunch of things. I write a regular column for ASPA on public finance issues. That's my area. And of late, I have been giving more talks to groups, and I am now, uh, from time to time, asked to comment on um, current events and politics. So this coming week, for example, I'll be speaking to a group here in Westchester County on our mid the off year elections we just had, and I'm going to be interviewed on a local cable TV show here in Westchester County. So I'm doing a whole bunch of different things. Uh, I have found public administration 
very fulfilling, public service, very fulfilling. I don't, again, I don't want to knock the legal profession, but I don't think I would have been as happy um, doing that. Well, Although I must tell you, we do have a lot of attorneys who do double as uh, managers and administrators. So that's been the, um, that's been the arc of my career. And um, I'm still giving back. I mean, I'm technically retired. I don't feel retired. Um, I think I'm probably as busy, maybe with a um, irregular schedule um, and still very active in ASPA. And I'm happy, uh, I'll be happy to talk more about that. I think that uh, your career, um, you've actually, it sounds to me like you've had three careers. I wish that, uh, um, I, I mean, it's it's incredible what you've been able to do yeah. uh, for, uh, on a number of levels, both right. uh, Thank you. with, yeah, sure, with New York State, New York City, where I have had my the majority of my career, uh, as well as your as well as your adjunct positions, and I'm sure your students are really benefiting from you. But what you uh, what you did leave out is that ASPA conferred has conferred many awards. With, uh, on you, including the Donald C. Stone National that's Service right. Award. Uh, can you tell us what that's for, the Donald C. Stone National sure, Service Award? Sure, it's, uh, and I think Bill has has it also, if I'm not mistaken. Congratulations, Bill. We won't uh, It is one of the highest awards ASPA confers. ASPA, at its national conference, will confer any number of awards, outstanding chapter, outstanding student papers, outstanding academic, outstanding article, uh, published. Uh, this is an award for service. Donald Stone, your audience may or may not know, was one of the first presidents of the national organization, was one of the guiding lights in getting the organization off the ground in the late 1930s, early 1940s. And he was also associated with uh, University of Pittsburgh. So the award is conferred on someone who has combined um, academic interests, but service, service award. So when the award was conferred on me, it recognized my contributions to the New York chapter, as well as to um, uh, leadership in several uh, regional national conferences, as well as in other endeavors. So it was a very nice award. I actually got, I got to meet Donald Stone. Uh, your audience might be interested to know, and this is one nice thing about ASPA, you get to meet many times some of the icons. Uh, I'm not that old, but I actually met Luther Gulick, who is considered the founding father wow. of modern American public administration. I actually wow. met him at an aspect conference. I think now I was quite young, but I think it was a year or two before he passed on. So this is sort of like uh, a high for me. You get to meet some of the people you actually read about. It's incredible. Um, it's incredible. Plus, uh, plus also, ASPA is a way of cultivating, and that's why I like teaching. I don't do it for the money. They don't really pay us a whole lot. That's but for I sure. feel, I feel that <laughs> it's, it's probably transportation and supper money. But I feel, yeah. in my own way, I am reaching, touching the next generation of leaders. I think I have to agree with you there. I mean, you know, my, my small stint currently as an adjunct professor, uh, I mean, it, 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 it's not going to it's not going to pay the rent and it's a good thing you have to have other streams i think in order to do sure. that but the intrinsic value of contributing uh to the to the students and looking for those aha moments and then having them thank you for helping to bring them along uh that uh -huh. that that is uh the other side of the coin that's true and, 
And uh, especially now, post-COVID, when academe, uh, both public and private, has certainly has a lot of challenges. And uh, but 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 I must agree with you there. But getting back to you. Um, you have been involved in the Institute of Public Administration of Canada. How did you cross the border into that uh, into that realm, so to speak? I'm, All right. I'm well, sure we're uh, looking the other way on that. Okay. Well, um, I have an affinity for Canada. Uh, between I think between my wife and I, we have traveled to about every province and city in Canada, with the exception of Yukon, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've told Canadians that I've been to places like they, they usually expect Americans. Oh, you've been to Montreal. You've been to Toronto. But then I tell them I've been to Edmonton and Winnipeg and Victoria. And they sit up and take notice. Um, a number of years ago, um, the New York chapter, and this was at the initiative of Tom Lynch, uh, Reverend Dr. Tom Lynch, who I think is from Florida. Now he's out in Hawaii, proposed that ASPA should get into the international arena of PA. Now think that the time set, the time setting was in the early 90s, the mid 90s, the Berlin Wall had fallen, communism had fallen, and now there was a great interest to bring lessons learned from democratic governments, public administration in the United States to emerging democracies. So I said, what we should try to do wherever we can jointly sponsor conferences with sister public administration organizations around the world. So uh, the Northeast region, New York Metro chapter, hooked up with IPAC, Institute of Public Administration of Canada. They have a Toronto regional chapter. They're set up very similar to us. They are an organization that bridges uh, relationships between students, academics, and practitioners. And we held the first joint ASPA-IPAC conference in Toronto. And I was on the leadership team and I enjoyed it, learned a lot about it, and it has deepened my interest. I have represented ASPA at IPAC uh, gatherings. Uh, I'll tell you a funny time. I once had to represent them, ASPA, in Ottawa. So I had prepared remarks in English and someone had prepared remarks for me in French. And I don't, to this day, I still don't know how I did it. I gave my remarks in English and then switched into the little New York Spanish that I know. Uh, Spanish or French? It Spanish, was Spanish French. not French. If you remember in Canada, the official languages are French and English. Mm-hmm. So they said, ah, ha, ha, all right, we'll excuse this guy. What does he know? So I am interested in what goes on in Canada. Uh, for example, two months ago, I did follow on election night the results in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot we can learn from our friends up north. So that explains my IPAC um, involvement. Hopefully I can get to do more in the years to come. You know, it's very interesting because our current president, um, and I guess, Bill, maybe you can comment on this a little more, but uh, one of the uh, one of the goals that I remember him talking about, and this was basically on the very first ASPA podcast we had when Alan, uh, when Dr. Alan Rosenbaum gave us the benefit of his wisdom, talked about expanding ASPA national to a potentially a worldwide mm-hmm. uh, audience. And this, of course, is a, you know, is a, is a, 
is a dream, uh, but, it, but you know, you do everything in terms of baby steps and it's a one thing after another. And uh, the fact that you've already gone to our neighbor and have uh, participated in spreading the ESPA word around in, in addition to helping into helping their own institute of public mm -hmm. administration i think is very notable mm -hmm. and uh so it's uh, I, I i think that's something to be said and something to be encouraged uh bill uh i want to give you a chance to ask your old friend stephen uh some questions based on the fact you've only known him for 35 years <laughs> that's 30, all really 34 um, years longer than i've known him so go ahead Go ahead. Yeah, I, I can tell you that he's the one that was crazier because he served on National Council with ASPA four times. I only did it once. It's a three-year term, um, but I did do the president of our local South Florida chapter three times, so I do understand. A um, couple things, Steve. You, you've done a lot in your career, and you've followed various paths to get to where you are right now, and you're still going, which I really love. I think mm -hmm. that's important. And my um, wife too. My you know, my wife met me indirectly through ASPA. So I she know. likes to, I was, she likes I was to, there, Steve, when you met her. So. so she likes to tell people I met my husband through ASPA. So yeah, and it's true. It's true at a conference. I I, yeah. I remember. But you know, can you elaborate a little more, uh, offer suggestions for our students in the audience on the path that they could take to help them become a strong part of the public service. Sure. I mean, you've done it, but you didn't go like directly. Um, is there a way, you know, that- Okay, okay. You know, I make it I, maybe I, a straighter path. I, I okay, okay. I wanna, first off, I wanna talk about leadership. I teach leadership and students always ask me, we, we, like I'm doing leadership this semester. So we wanna look at people, how they got where they worked, okay? And we've had a lot of leaders who have failed. I'm counseling a young woman now. She left law school and she's thinking of trying to get back in. And this was a dream for her and her parents and she's shattered right now. So we're trying to get her, okay, get her back, get her back in the group. And I say to her, look, we've had leaders who failed their first time out. Look at Lincoln, or Barack Obama, George Washington, Dick Cheney failed out of Yale twice, okay? I can give you a more recent examples. Oprah Winfrey failed our first, professional attempt, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, the list goes on and on. So I tell people, don't be discouraged. And matter of fact, that makes you a better leader because you step back and learn why, why did things didn't work out. That's the one thing. Um, I tell students, if you're interested in a corporate career, business school, the MBA is for you. But if on the other hand, your interests are government, public service, the nonprofit arena, uh, emergency management. I mean, look at we're now almost two years into COVID-19. Then I say, you need to be looking into public administration. We have undergraduate degree programs. Uh, we have graduate programs of different types. Um, I think we have 200 accredited programs around the country. I would say, if that's what you truly wanna do, take the direct path into that, okay? Um, my undergraduate majors, which I think were good, training, history and political science. You don't have to do that exclusively. There's economics, there's sociology. Um, so that's what I would say. But sometimes we find ourselves, and life is like that. We get into one groove. It doesn't work out. Don't be depressed. Don't get into a funk. Back up, 
and move on. Um, you did a great job doing that too. Yeah, I, I did. I'm going to tell you back then it wasn't so funny. Now I can sort of laugh a little bit. Um, <laughs> why is ASPA important? All right, this is the premier. That's, that was my next question. All right, actually. All right. Yeah, and, after that, and after that, I'm afraid uh, because of some uh, difficulties, we're going to have to wind up uh, with this. Uh, it has to do with a problem I'll talk to you about after. Okay. But okay. this could be the last remarks. Steve. Okay, I'll make that. I can make this real quick. Yes, uh, this is probably the most important critical time in our country's history to be involved in public service in ESPA. And not just only to get you into your career, whether it's academia, it's practitioner. But look to what our organization stands for. Look to our code of ethics. We stand for constitutional government, rule of law, democratic, democratic principles, social equity. You can be involved in this organization not only to advance your career, but to stand as citizens for the values and the principles that have made this country great. And we're under challenge right now. Um, and you know, you don't believe me, put on the news. We are, I, I think there is no greater thing we could do, but for us in this organization to do what Ronald Reagan once said, paraphrase Ronald Reagan, we have to wave a bold banner of the principles of public service. And that involves each of us. And that also involves mentoring the next generations that this is their fight as well as us old codgers. And that's all I wanna say. I thank you except, very except much. For, except for Benjamin, I'm, I didn't mean to exclude you. I thank but we you, need Karen. you too. I thank it's all you good. Don't all worry. very much. And I'm sorry that we have to cut it so short. But uh, Stephen, I want to thank you once again for participating with us. And uh, Bill and Ben, thank you also. Uh, this is Tom Holtz now signing off for ASPA South Florida. And we hope you will join us next month. And Steve, we hope you'll come back. Please do, a, let me a, know, let me abs know. Absolutely, we really enjoyed listening to you. Thank you so much and goodbye to everyone.